Your source for all things entertainment. We are hosted by the Onstage Blog, an amazing, amazing, amazing theater website. We have multiple hits going on. It's crazy out there. People are sitting in their houses and they're just listening and doing podcasts. So this is the thing to do. So this week we have four people on the air for you to discuss all things entertainment. First, I want to introduce to the air for the first time, Mr. Jim Niedermeyer. What's up, Jim? How you doing, Ben? Awesome, dude. I'm super excited. So, I'm excited to have you. So, so happy to be here. Yes. Podcasting. I'm going to bring this kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring it right back. Um, and then joined with me almost always is Lynette. How you doing, Hello. Lynette? Hello. I'm good. All good. Right. All right, lady. And then Mr. Josh Tonra. Hey, what's up, Ben? How we what's doing? Up, buddy? It's been a while, man. Yeah, December was the last time I was on. Uh, there's been a lot going on since then. I don't know if anybody's noticed. I've been no. on. A, I've been on a meditation retreat. I uh, is there something happening? <laughs> I believe it's the end of the world as we know it, and oh, I feel oh, cool, fine. cool. Yeah. Do you cool. feel fine? Anyway, so I am so, fine. so let's um let's start us off, Jim. Yeah. Your first show. Why don't you bring up your first topic? Go right ahead. Oh man, like right away. Right away. Just and then whatever uh, you got, man. Oh. Uh, all right. Okay. So I had two things. You asked me to bring two things. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about, which I mentioned to you, and I think you thought I was kidding, but I wanted to talk about Spencer Confidential on Netflix. Ooh. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Because it, it's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh my god, I'm watching it tomorrow. Um so let me just talk first about like uh how much I enjoy Netflix becoming the after-school special location of uh, the 2020s um, <laughs> because they just drop all these movies that are just entirely made out of garbage. <laughs> and this one is is my favorite one so far. It's like, I don't know if you um, remember Spencer for Hire from the 80s. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. But, but yeah. I have I have a lot of fondness for cop shows from the 80s. And Spencer for Hire was always my favorite because it was ridiculous. And um, so basically what they've done with that show is they took all the cool parts and got rid of them. And what they kept was uh, Mark Wahlberg, who wasn't in the original. (laughs) And he's putting on like a really, really thick Boston accent. And he's got a girlfriend who's like a stereotypical Boston uh, girl. Um, super stereotypical. Um, and then they replaced Hawk, who was the coolest character in Spencer for Hire, yeah. with Winston Duke, who is mm. really awesome. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they turned him into uh, a big fat pile of nothing in this movie <laughs> with no personality and no character. And um, I just I can't say enough good things about it. It's so good. <laughs> Now, uh, Jim, what's your theory on why Netflix is turning into this, just pumping out this stuff? You got me. I mean, 
I mean, I watched it immediately after it dropped, so obviously they're doing something right. Like, I'm right in the algorithm as a <laughs> as a 40 year old white guy. I am like square in the middle of everybody's demographic right now. Um, but um, I don't know how this works. Like that they can spend this much money because it looks expensive. They spend this much money on movies that are just utterly worth nothing, and um, people watch them. But but I, I think it's kind of like the movie of the week. We're missing the movie of the week that we used to have when we were kids. Right. And those after school special movies that everybody could just kind of watch and numb out. Like, do you remember? Do you remember the Disney movie of the week on Sunday yep. nights? Wonderful. Yeah. Yep. And I think that we don't have that anymore. Like, I think that America is just really, really craving just mediocre entertainment to just <laughs> uh, really just sit around and get stupider. And so, Netflix is giving it. They yeah. really are. I mean, there's a new movie on every time I turn it on. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was coming. Didn't know I wanted it. Most of the time I didn't. Um, and, you know, this one's got Mark Wahlberg in it. So, I mean, yeah. it's. It's amazing. So I recommend that everybody watch it and um, then forget about it 10 minutes after you're done watching it. Excellent. Josh, thoughts? Well, see, Netflix knows me well. Um, and the, when I saw the trailer for it, what I saw was Mark Wahlberg kicking the shit out of Post Malone. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I thought to myself, this is exactly what I want. And now... I, and now I'm not so sure anymore. You um, look like a real posty. Are you a real posty, Josh? <laughs> uh, is that what they're called? Is, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, but my I'm not, but I have a ten year old who loves Post Malone and will tell me what a great oh, he's a great singer, Dad. He's a great he's a great rapper. He looks like I know. he's happy I'm sorry, to be there. you did something wrong in parenting, if that's what he's saying. In this, in this movie, Post Malone is just it, smiling. Um, it's, it's also the second movie I think I've seen with Post Malone in it in a week's time. I can't remember what the other one was either. Um, but, I feel sorry for you, Jim, if that's the case. I mean, he was just he just smiles the whole time he's in it, and he's in it for five minutes. And he's just so happy to be there. And Mark Maron's in it, too, who I also really love. Yeah. And um, Mark Maron has nothing to do in this movie. Um, it's just, I mean, they keep bringing, Alan Arkin is in this movie. Um, Alan Arkin's amazing. Um, huh. And he is not, I mean, he's just an old guy in this movie that is worth nothing. But Mark Wahlberg's Boston accent is still on point, kids. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I care about. You can take it's the never really gone away. You can't take the accent out. <laughs> that's right. I like yeah. it when he he tries to hide the accent, mm-hmm. and what you get, you know, normally, you know, uh, you know, there was that Ben Middleton guy that was in The Outsider, and he does a great, you know, American accent, you know, uh, and he he, it's like his voice with an accent on it. But when yeah. Mark Wahlberg drops uh, his Boston accent, he gets this kind of flighty, kind of high pitched thing that he talks about, How's he and it's just doing? great. Say hi to your mother for me. And it's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's hard to take him serious, but I'll watch the shit out of this movie. I haven't done it yet, but I can't wait. Lynette, what are your thoughts on uh, the world of Mark Wahlberg? Uh, Well, my my world of, let's be real. I had that movie at Mark Wahlberg 
And um, <laughs> why can't I think of his name now? What's the Duke? Uh, Post Malone. I want to just call. Post Malone. Yeah, thank you. The Duke. The Duke. Because let's be real, as as a forty-something-year-old female who's attracted to men, I'll just watch that for that. Um, I don't care about storylines or script. I'll just watch it for the hotness. Um, I'm good with oh. it. So they I'll got you in it. the algorithm as well. There's, yeah, but the stupid. There's literally is real. a bad. Let me let me just give you. There's literally a bad guy in this movie who wear. He's a gangster and he wears a tracksuit, and it, I think his name is literally Tracksuit Charlie. <laughs> that's just writing that's just good writing it really is there's so many um there's so many references in the movie from things that happened in 2019 i mean other than post malone being in it but uh it's so it's it's gonna be so dated so i can't wait to watch it in 10 years are we sure this isn't like a, a christopher guest movie where it's just all <laughs> improv it could be could be it might could be awesome. Uh, that's uh, tracksuit Charlie. Well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't think there were many takes. On, uh, <laughs> oh no! Got it. Print. We got it. We was got there it. a scene? I'm was there a scene? Crunches. Uh, was there a scene where they all had herpes at the same time or something? <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's more than anybody should have talked about this movie. So, all right. Anyway, so that's moving on. Josh, what's your number one this week? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about books? You want, you, want talk about talk about, you want to talk about TV shows? I got everything. What do you let's, want to talk about? Let's talk about books. Because um, I've, I've been listening to you guys the last couple of weeks or the last couple of episodes. And you guys were talking about The Outsider. Um, I have finally gotten access to an HBO code. I totally paid for it myself and didn't get it for my brother. Shout outs to Ian. And... <laughs> So I'm finally getting caught up on the uh, on the Outsider, which is actually a book I read over the summer, which I cannot strongly enough recommend. I actually think I we talked about it months ago, Ben, you yeah. and I, that that yeah, show yeah. was coming, and I had read read it. But I actually went back and uh, and read um, the Mr. Mercedes trilogy of books. So it's Mr. Mercedes, Finders Keepers, End of Watch, um, and you guys were talking about you know how much you liked. Uh, the Holly Gibney character on The Outsider, she's great. Um, th- that series of books, if you like that character, you're gonna love those books. Um, and basically, everything King has written since like 2010 has been outstanding. So I finished that stuff. Um, I was able to get a bunch of books out of the library before uh, society came to an end. So right now, I'm I've got Walter Mosley's. Uh, the Long Fall, which if you guys haven't read Walter Mosley before, it's awesome. Noir, crime noir, um, hard-boiled detective books. Um, so that one and Stephen Ambrose's Citizen Soldiers. Um, so deep World War II reading also. So um, I'm going to pitch something. Yeah. Um, that's just what I'm kind of reading right now. But I want to pitch something to everybody because – we are frequent vi- visitors um, to our local library here, uh, which I'm also on the board of, and we had to close uh, because of the COVID-19. Um, and if people are looking for things to be able to read, check and see if your library has an app called Overdrive, which is what I've been using. You can download your eBooks. You can listen to um, books on uh like through Audible and stuff like that. Uh, K- 
Kindle. It's um, there's good options out there, even if you can't get into uh, get into your library and get some of your media. And I feel like, you know, everybody's kind of well. I got Hulu. I got Netflix. I got uh, you know, Amazon Prime. Whatever else, I got all this entertainment at my at my fingertips. Got books too, man. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's a pitch it's a pitch for that. What are you guys reading right now? While you're homebound, I hope mm-hmm. you're reading something. Ooh, ooh, can I'm, I go? Uh, yeah, yes. I'm reading two things. I'm reading Bad Blood, the truth of the Silicon Valley um, startup company, the one about the Theranos project. Mm, yeah. Awesome, intriguing, awesome. freaking fascinating. And I am still reading because I needed something on the opposite end. I'm reading the Sandman, um, the oh, no. the Sandman comic. Oh, Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it just hit me because of this stupid quarantine. My night with Neil Gaiman is most likely canceled. No. Oh. Oh. All right, keep going. So <laughs> Jim, what are you reading? I am. I am seven hundred and fifty pages deep in Dune. Awesome. Uh, which I, which I'd never read before, um, but was sent to me as a gift and. So I'm reading it, and the interesting thing about Dune is like how much um, was taken from the novel Dune for the last 50 years of sci-fi movies, TV shows, books. It was like it's like all in there, including nice. I think Tremors, which is my favorite sci-fi movie of all time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah the, me the, too. The, uh, Tremors is ripped right out of the Shy Hulud from uh, from Dune. Yep. yep, I I agree. Um. So I am uh, reading. I I actually am reading. Uh, proud of me. Uh, I'm reading Doctor Strange <laughs> Epic Collection. <laughs> mm. uh, so you know we're entering Phase Four in the MCU. So I'm reading up and the new Doctor Strange movie. Um, so this is called A Separate Reality. That's the name of this collection. I got it off of Amazon. Came in the mail. It's awesome. Uh, it's a giant collection. It's all in color. And then I'm also reading uh, Charles Bukowski's Pleasures of the Damned, which is. Uh, his works that were uncollected. Just probably Sweet. very happy. Very happy stuff. Very happy, not about drinking or sex. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, of course. Kind of one note Bukowski, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just, you're digging through, you know, just like, kind of like, for just like a diamond in a pile of diamonds. <laughs> or a shit mm. in a pile of shit. Yeah. Uh, people, so, show up, people show up to see you play the hits, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna read Bukowski, that's what you're looking for. That's yeah, right. that's right. I gotta do it my way. It's Frank Sinatra. They want to hear it. Yeah, people people don't hey, want did, the did, people don't want did, the non-rhyming Doctor Seuss. Did you guys watch? Uh, speaking of books, did you guys watch the plot against America last night on uh, HBO? No, I didn't. But I wanted it's, to. It Philip Roth. It's a it's yep. based on a Philip Roth book, um, which I haven't read before. But the show last night was awesome. I cannot wait to watch the rest of it. Nice. David Simon, Ed Burns, um, you know, the guys who did The Wire, they did Treme, they did The Deuce. Um, this is right up there. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Um, so uh, let me do my first one because, Lynette, you wanted to go last. Uh, yeah. So, you know, so we're talking about content coming to Netflix not being uh, whatever, just flooding our senses with garbage. But what I want to talk about is – a show that I saw last night, a Dropkick Murphy show live on YouTube for free. 
Yeah, I out there. this was <laughs> awesome. All of my friends were watching it. We were texting each other. It was great. I was in the basement watching, just jumping around like a maniac, headed on surround sound. I thought this was an amazing thing for the band to do, and they they spoke during the concert, you know, saying everyone stays safe. I thought this was a very yes. responsible thing to do, you know, to set a good example. And uh, of course, you know, it's promotion for the band, but. You know, as he said in the concert, lead singer, he said, you know, we're booked up every night this week in Boston, usually for St. Patrick's Day week, you know, week. Um, so this was kind of, you know, if we keep everyone inside the houses, uh, then, you know, this, this whole concert's worth it. We'll do a concert every night. So I thought that was great. I don't think I think the watching audience, it never dipped below one hundred and sixteen thousand just on YouTube alone. That's like so, oh, that's like a really good Minecraft video uh, stream. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I know that pretty well because I just got done watching it. I don't know an hour of Minecraft videos. <laughs> so, um, but I thought it was great. And then other uh, concerts are coming out live for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some big names that just dropped right before I came on the air. And then uh, speaking of Deacon watching YouTube, Dude Perfect um, came out with. Um, they're coming out with live videos every night and dude perfect are trick, trick shot guys. I just think it's great that people are putting out content because we're all stuck inside and it's kind of, you know, keeping the trend up. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think of the trend? First of all, the trend no- is awesome. <laughs> who's doing but I was going to say, who's cooking? <laughs> yeah, sounds good. It smells uh, good. Kelly, Kelly Towner has invaded the podcast. Oh, hey, oh. Kel. Uh, hey, I miss your face. Oh. <laughs> It's not that great. I miss your mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched the Dropkick Murphys, and I think it was awesome also that they hid the location from the fans because they knew their fans well enough that they would totally, like, riot and break down the doors to get in. Yeah. Um, so, but it was a lot of fun. I watched a little bit of the John Legend concert um, that he did last night that he's planning on doing all week. A uh, little, he's planning on doing, like, a song a night. I think it's a good idea. It also, I think it, I think it helps to break up the monotony. There's only so much crappy Netflix you can watch That's before right. you start to be like, disagree. My brain is numbing. <laughs> disagree. Yeah, Mark, I, Marky Mark needs to come out with. A, I'm sorry, Mark Wahlberg needs to come out with a movie every week. <laughs> no, if Marky Mark did a concert Feel series, it. Feel it. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. I'd watch. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. If you got pay for it, pay per view, I'll pay for it. Uh, Marky Lynette, Mark, if you're listening. <laughs> what's your uh, first story? So my first story actually dovetails nicely into that. Um, so as you got, well, if you listen to the podcast, you may know. Um, Jim, you didn't hear this from me, but I was tapped to be a high school musical theater adjudicator. Um, and unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, uh, they had to cancel or postpone almost all of the high school shows and so that includes like seniors that need it to get jobs at like in college after college they need their senior so- showcase to get picked up by agents and things like that so um a cool new york times article came out and i think this is really freaking awesome lisa benetti who is a broadway actress uh did a tweet uh with a video that just said she understood how hard it was to be a senior or to be in musical theater and to be a theater kid and not to put all the work in and not be able 
to display that hard work. Um, and so she asked people to start posting recordings of their of their songs that they were doing or shows from home or if they had it recorded tidbits um under the hashtag of hold on one second sunshine songs and it blew the f up um apparently the video has been viewed more than three million times thousands of students have put up stuff parents are putting up videos there's one of kids, there's triplets that were supposed to be in a, an elementary school performance of Crazy For You that didn't get to perform. So they're on their trampoline in their backyard, bouncing up and down, singing Crazy For You. Um, it's really freaking amazing. And apparently, the attention of like Lin-Manuel Miranda and Ben Platt and other Broadway people. So maybe, hopefully, some of these college-age kids can get some jobs. Some high school kids will have a place to be like hey you know this is happening and also of course our onstage blog is trying to do the same thing um i know chris has put out the call that says if anybody needs help in getting their name out there to send stuff and he'll happily post it so um i just think it's really cool that the theater community is coming together like this and supporting new new and upcoming learners so it was a nice that made me really happy today that's great. I think that's awesome. I, I just I just love how, you know, this, you know, of course, this thing is affecting so many different things we have to worry about. But, you know, theater has been struggling for years with popularity of, you know, shitty Mark Wahlberg movies everywhere. <laughs> I like yeah. how we're just treating shitty Mark Wahlberg movies like the downfall of civilization. <laughs> I think you're onto something here. <laughs> Well, Pretty we're much all the other good. guys and goes downhill. Isn't Could, that the can way we it replace works? we replace the word coronavirus with shitty Mark Wahlberg movies every time we <laughs> mention the Wahlberg teen. virus. <laughs> <laughs> I was in for days. Can you I guys think of what's happening? In last the, week. Can you think of a good what? Mark Wahlberg movie? If you really tried right now, can you think of a good one? The Departed. That's mm. uh, not a yeah. Mark Wahlberg movie. But he's in it. He played uh, Dignity. Ted. I know, the best he's, character in I know, the movie. Uh, well, I mean, there's, you know, Leo oh, and Ted. Matt. <laughs> They're pretty good. Anyway. Boogie Nights? Lynette was, Lynette was being serious, and I we diverted back to Mark Wahlberg. because. <laughs> no, I'm okay with it. Ted is, I think Ted, Boogie Nights. I go with those two. Ted. Right. Yeah, I mean, Boogie Nights, Boogie Nights is Boogie Nights yeah. is awesome. I mean, uh, he had a fake 13-inch cock. How can you beat that? <laughs> of course. Uh, but anyway, I digress. But anyway, well, our life is surrounded and our kids are surrounded by crappy Mark Wahlberg movies and stuff like that. So it's good to keep theater alive, to keep them cultured. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So like last last week, our, our high school was doing Guys and Dolls. Um, it was <laughs> supposed to – it was supposed to – premiere on Friday night and like right up until Thursday, they were still going to have the performances mm -hmm. and uh, they ultimately ended up canceling them. But on Saturday night, um, they live streamed it on YouTube. That's um, cool. oh, that's so only cool. with just their parents in the audience, um, but everybody in town could watch it, watch it for free. And this is something we gladly would have bought tickets to, to go to, you know, all three nights, but instead everybody kind of sat home, watched it, um, you know, we let the girls stay up to watch it. It was, it was great. Um, so even if I, I, I feel terrible for, for everybody whose shows got to be, um, or had to be canceled, we're, we were lucky that 
they didn't just outright cancel it and we actually all got to all got to watch it it was really a really great thing that's awesome awesome yeah. awesome awesome uh so jim uh what's your second story this week so I wanted to talk about something that was quality since uh, I started out with something that's garbage. Um, so I've been trying to catch up on my 2019 um, movies that had some kind of critical buzz. And uh, there were two that I wanted to um, put together because they both have the same um, trend, which is uh, people fictionalizing their own lives in uh, movies. So there's two that I thought were really good that you can see on um, Amazon Prime right now. Um, first one is the, the Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, oh, hey, that's on my queue. So it's a really great movie, and um, it's I think probably um, like having watched Parasite, and I like Parasite, but if you're looking for a movie that talks about the class system in America and um, just talks about uh, I, I think that one of the reasons why Parasite is so easy to embrace um, is because it is a distant cultural clash that's a little bit more, I guess, almost comfortable for American audiences to think about because it's it's not it doesn't talk about here. Um, but Last Black Man in San Francisco is is pretty relevant and um, I think a little bit more difficult to take. I really liked it a lot, and and the guy in the lead actor in the movie plays a character named Jimmy Fails, and the art the the actor is named Jimmy Fails, and it, the screenplay mm. was written by um, his friend who is also the director. Um, so I really like Last Black Man in San Francisco, Excellent. and then the other one um, that I'll pair with that one is Honey Boy. So Honey Boy is on Amazon. Oh yeah. Too. So Honey Boy. Um, is based on a screenplay written by Shia LaBeouf um, of Shia LaBeouf fame. Perhaps you've seen a little independent movie that I like to refer to as Transformers. Yes, I've heard about that one. I've heard about that. That, that was just playing in the indie cinemas for a while. Yeah, it's French. Maybe you don't know it. but um, So Shia LaBeouf wrote a screenplay about his life in growing up as a kid in Hollywood, and he plays his own father in it who is sort of a drunken loser um, stage dad who is a former um, kind of rodeo clown, I think he is. Um, but the screenplay is good. The movie is kind of surreal. Um, and I think that the performance is also like, it could be it could be something that is really cartoonish. And he is kind of big in it. He's chewing some scenes. But uh, he is, um, he's kind of, uh, sympathetic um, mm. even as like an abusive loser dad who's kind of uh, glomming off of his kids fame um, it, even even after that though you still end the movie feeling sympathetic for this dad um, so both of those movies together I would say um, are really good in, in about somebody's life and the other thing I thought about the Shia LaBeouf movie is like how hard must it be to play right. your your own abusive father in a movie um and for a guy whose range is super limited i mean he's <laughs> he's putting in he's putting in some effort I he mean, did some work i liked holes as well as the next person but this might be his best movie well did you gotta you see peter Butter yeah peter butter falcon i didn't see that that oh is yes i heard about that though is that good i don't know i didn't see it oh <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I, Shia LaBeouf is like a weird character. I'm not really sure why he's famous. You know, maybe because his, his dad Stevens, pushed him out. wasn't it? Huh? He, wasn't he Eve Stevens? He's a Disney kid. Yeah. Uh, you have a whole generation of Disney kids that really love him. And this movie is about that time in his life, too. So the kid's kind of on the stage and getting pies in the face and doing all kinds of dumb things. And then the dad comes back and critiques his acting and tells him what a loser he is. All the while, yeah, he's yeah. living in a motel with a bunch of prostitutes who befriend him. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, like, uh, Jim, I'm, I'm with you. With Like, I like Parasite, too. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I understood why it was nominated and stuff, but yeah. I feel like there were, and there was other movies that I've talked about on the podcast from last year that weren't even nominated or recognized last year. Yeah. Uh, that, that were my favorite movies of the year. Like, like lighthouse was really crazy and good. And midsummer was crazy and good. I, I don't know. It was really good. There was just a lot not nominated. Jim, I'm going to go back to this. Yeah, go ahead. I, oh, I, I, was... I had a question about your first movie. Yeah. You mentioned um, the San Francisco one. Because yeah. you said that it mentioned it talks about class struggle like Parasite did, and yeah. this was something that I was wondering about. Is it is it class struggle amongst all? Because it's a it's it's a black yeah, cent- so, central character, right? Right. Yep. Is it class amongst black people or class amongst all Americans? Because this is why I think Parasite actually was easier for people to take. Well, I think that okay. So I think both of those things are true. So first of all, it's it's a commentary on gentrification, and okay. so it's a story about a guy who um, is is I don't want to spoil anything, but it's about a guy who is um, doing repair work on a Victorian home in San Francisco that his family no longer could afford, and so um, uh, had to had to get rid of her lost, but he still goes back and repairs it. Hmm. Um, meanwhile, all these other people are, all these other uh, rich white folks are living in, in the house. Hmm. And then um, he's working all these uh, different jobs with his friend who's a playwright and kind of like an avant-garde playwright. And then um, he and his friend are very like sensitive, artistic types. And um, they also interact with the people in their neighborhood, which is now outside of San Francisco. And so they're kind of gang member folks and um, involved in different things. And they don't fit into either world, either that gentrified world or that really um, the really kind of like rough and tumble world. They're just kind of these sensitive souls who live live in between places. Mm. Um, Because that's cool. Yeah, I was it's really just gonna good. say the reason why I think Parasite works so well and why at least Hollywood enjoyed it so much mm-hmm. when you're talking about the class struggle is that Parasite, it's Korean, it's Korean on Korean class struggle. Yeah. So when you have a single race and you're talking about class struggle, oh, yes. it makes it's it so... just about class struggle. Simplified. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in America, you it's always race involved. It's always race involved. And it's yeah. harder to have those class confrontations. Right. So that's the reason why I, because I was thinking about this. I was like, would we be able, because, oh, because somebody had mentioned that they were talking about doing an American version of Parasite. Mm-hmm. I think Chris had posted an article about this on the Onstage blog and like how, who they were casting for. It. And I was like, you can't do it in America. It won't be the same. And it's not because 
it's just it won't be the same because we don't have a single race. Yeah, it, you know what? It reminds me of um, when the Rewatchables did the Breakfast Club recently, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like you know, you know what would happen if they remade the Breakfast Club is they would all they would culture it up. You know, they would have like mm-hmm. an Asian American and a black kid and da 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 da, and then like to your point, Lynette, the movie would kind of be lost mm-hmm. yeah. because then the whole discussion would be about race and culture and all this stuff. And uh, their suggestion was, you know what you should do? <laughs> they should do a black breakfast club. <laughs> then they do a Mexican breakfast club. <laughs> then they do, like, so it's just about their <laughs> problems series? inside. Yeah, it was like, oh, it was kind of a God. genius thing. I know. Like, so, because that's the kind of, they're all kind of there on the same plane. And they're talking about their problems inside of their culture. That's what makes it an interesting oh movie. God. Yeah. You could have a non-cultured LBGQ TIA. You could have a culture T. Oh my God. It could that go on infinitely. Well, just, you know, Lynette, just you got put some it out time there, there that, that, uh, has copyright right now. Is it a hashtag copyright or just trademark? Do we no, trademark it right it now? No, it's hashtag copyright. Um, <laughs> but just, just to put it out there, Breakfast Club um, is about a bunch of rich white kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, for real. And they're all rich white kids. So, yeah. Um, in, with, in stereotypical groups that I can't even identify. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Wait a minute. You mean that you're what about not Bender? Just a... Yeah, dude, Bender wasn't rich. Either was Brian. Ben- Bender wasn't rich. You're right. Bender or was it was... a lie? What do you think? It's all is that your theory? Oh, He's yeah, just I... lying. He was although, fronting to be poor. Although I'll tell you, how do you pull off Bender's look without a stylist? I mean, <laughs> a bandana, a bandana over your boot like that. I mean. Come on. That was just the 80s kid. The, the guy is flawless. But I wore six, six jackets. <laughs> uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, Josh, what do you got for us? Um, well, let's see. Mm. I had this whole list, of, a whole list of things, and none of it's really looking that interesting, so... You want to talk about Tom Brady going to Tampa? You ready for yeah. that? You yeah, yeah. That was my second. That was my second uh, story. Aww. Josh, what, what are your thoughts? Why don't you break it off first? Just break off the story first. Okay, so so after the Pats got knocked out of the Super Bowl or got knocked out of the playoffs against Tennessee this year, like immediately the talk went to: Is Brady going to retire? Um, is he going to catch on with another team? For those who love the Patriots, they didn't like all the speculation. For those who hate the Patriots, um, they loved it. For people who don't care, they didn't care, and I don't blame them for that either. I've been listening to this for months. Um, But Brady signed yesterday with Tampa after earlier in the day announcing that uh, he was not going to re-sign with New England. Um, All sorts of finger-pointing. The reason that I bring this up is not because I – particularly care whether Tom Brady was going back to the Patriots or signing with Tampa Bay. But in the absolute absence of sports of any kind going on right now, that became like the only thing in the sports world that people were talking about yesterday. Um, and, and ESPN in particular um, has had a lot of trouble putting together programming 
Um, and so there was like a four-hour special last night on, <laughs> on NFL free agency. On, on an old man and, moving to Florida? Like, yeah. <laughs> an old man moving to Florida to get a tax break. Like, mm-hmm. there's millions of people that do this. And, like, what what do we care if Stefan Diggs got traded to the Bills? I, I mean, this, like this part of the like world that – is You're that sad. Help the Bills? Oh, Bills Mafia is a sad, sad group of people. Oh, the Bills Mafia is awesome. Some of my so, friends are Bills Mafia. Better be careful. I live, I live in the heart of Bills Mafia country. They're terrible. All of them when, are terrible. When uh, I can't Josh, wait till New Josh, England. When you wake up, and, like on Mondays, do you have like folding tables that were on fire, like in your yard? <laughs> Not in my not in my yard, but like there's been familiar faces uh, amongst the crowds in uh, outside outside of uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium or New Era Field or whatever the fuck they're calling it now. Um, like I've been hurting for uh, I've been hurting for for sports. Like you know, yeah. Ben, you know, this, every like Saturday or Sunday morning, I watch English Premier League. Um, mm. This is my favorite time of the year for sports. Because, you know, presumably, hopefully, Syracuse would have found a way into the NCAA tournament. But even if yep. they hadn't, it's my favorite sporting event. Spring training should be going on right now. Um, NFL free agency, we should be having the discussion about why is NFL free agency important when we have all these other sports. Not like, why is NFL free agency important because the whole world seems to be coming to an end. Um, so... But at the same at the same time, yesterday, like at work, we're trying to figure out if we all, you know, what the court system is going to look like, what we're gonna, how we're going to be able to handle like our people in drug court, um, you know, who aren't going to be able to go to meetings anymore and aren't going to be able to get their testing done and everything. That we still could actually have a conversation about whether it was a good idea, and spoiler alert, it wasn't for Bill O'Brien to trade. DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona for David Johnson, who's burned me <laughs> twice in fantasy. Oh, always. He's a fantasy, he is a fantasy abomination. <laughs> but I don't know. It, how do you guys feel? And 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 you know, especially if you if you care, but also especially if you don't give a shit about sports either. That yeah. you know that the what does the you know, do you need the distraction right now? Lynette? Why are you coming to me? You know I don't care about sports ball. <laughs> All right, nice. So that's exactly ball. it. That's it. Yeah. We'll see. Right. Okay, so here's the thing. I can feel for you because I know that for some people, that is their hobby. Going to see sporting events, watching sports on TV is like my Broadway. So the pain that I feel with Broadway being closed must be the pain that you feel with sports. So in that realm, I understand your pain. However, I don't know any of the things you talked about. For me, you were speaking <laughs> Abu Dhabi world. I don't know. <laughs> That's epic. Uh, Jim, what are your thoughts on this story? I don't like Tom Brady. Ooh, why? Because um, he's because he wins. He's a terrible person. <laughs> he's just everything about him is. He's the Emilio Estevez of the NFL. To the Mark Wahlberg of the NFL. Yeah, he, he really is. I hate his I hate his chin and his teeth and just everything about him. 
I I just every time I see him, there's a part of me that was bullied in middle school that just gets really riled up. He just pushes those buttons. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Rob Gronkowski pushes those buttons too. What uh, Gronk? No, 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 no. He's he's a garbage person too. But Tom Brady. And yes, he's great and everything and blah, blah, blah. However, I just, I, I just hate him and everything he stands for. And um, I was kind of hoping that. Um, Buffalo was going to sign him. I was, well, like part of me, yeah. But <laughs> I was hoping that somebody would just strap him to a rocket at the end of the season and shoot him off into space. So he could live amongst the stardust. <laughs> I think every time you're on the podcast, Jim, I'm going to bring up Tom Brady so I can hear this rant again. <laughs> I realize that Tom Brady is going to be Chris and Cynthia Arrivo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I had the opposite reaction. Uh, I, love, no. I love the man so much. I love oh. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sell out. <laughs> What do you mean, sellout? Anyway, like it's so, like loving Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I love this thing that's so inherently successful. Hmm. Hey guys, you know what I like? I really like Heinz ketchup. You guys ever had this Heinz ketchup? Hmm. What's this? What's this beer called? What's this small batch? Budweiser? Is it new? <laughs> Struggling. I should probably support it. Listen, this is, I know a lot of people, I catch a lot of flack, especially living up here. I catch a lot of flack for being a Tom Brady and Patriots fan all the time. Uh, but it's, it's such a end- terrible thing to catch flack for, too, for winning six fucking Super Bowls. <laughs> but it's like, remember how we, we've we talked about, you know, the my kind of stereotyping. I mean, I have heightism that is always against me, you know, for being too tall. Oh God! Oh yeah, God, that's horrible. (laughs) It's it's a real thing. I I see people look at me when I enter stores, and they're like, "Who's that good-looking guy?" (laughs) Anyway, they're not. They're not. They're saying, "Oh, maybe that guy could actually get something off the top shelf because all the toilet paper is gone." That's right. Uh, (laughs) So, um, anyway, but Tom Brady is great. That's a ridiculous statement, Jim. Uh, He is a great man. It's the end of a dynasty, end of an era. Uh, Here's my question to you all. And let's start with Josh. Do you think Tom Brady leaving, do you think Bilichek's going to retire? No. No, I don't think he's going to retire, and I also don't think that they're going to lose their stranglehold on the division. I don't think that either. Uh, Then, and I think this move is, yeah, it's a tax write-off. It's whatever, but... Okay, so basically Tom Brady's game is he, he... throws eight yard passes right um in the middle like he checks down every play and if you can throw eight yard passes on every down um you win football games so they got to find a guy like uh uh what's his name garoppolo what's his name his name jimmy garoppolo yeah so they gotta get that's what he was doing for san francisco this year (laughs) yeah yep Janine Garofalo, yes, who plays Janine San Francisco Garofalo. <laughs> Must love dogs. And yeah. 
That's what he was doing. He was just checking down every yep. That's why he had the most successful tight end because tight ends catch passes like that. And as I much as I like tight ends, it was truth about cats and dogs, not must love dogs. What's yeah. which one's must love dogs? Isn't that a thing too? Yeah, it is. That was the one with Cusack and the one from Tuscany, the chick from Tuscany. Yes. Sorry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Touche. Sports ball. Sorry. I'm having the conversation again. All right. Listen. I think that this is, you know, just like a write-off, and he'll probably retire in a couple of years or whatever. But I, I don't know. He might get hurt down there. It's not like the best team he's walking into. Uh, kind of scared for Tom, Tom Brady. But more importantly, what's going to happen to my favorite quarterback of 2019, the man. <laughs> The myth, the legend, Jameis Winston, the first quarterback to throw 30 picks and 30 TDs in one season. This guy, it was like he was wearing a blindfold every game. Uh, there's this great <laughs> YouTube video. I'm going to YouTube for a little bit, but a great video. It has the highlights of the whole year of just picks and touchdowns. And the video is 15 minutes long, and you don't know when, when, when which one is coming. So it's like they're at the five-yard line. Uh, he throws back and like, boom, p- like pick six or something outrageous. It's like <laughs> loses the game. Like they're down by two with like four minutes to go. He just literally just throws a pick six and loses the game. The guy's a gunslinger. He's just awesome. And he likes stealing snow crab legs out of supermarkets, even though he's about to be drafted <laughs> by the NFL. I love this guy so much. I, I think that the Patriots just straight trade, just boom, come up to new England. <laughs> I think that he should, they should keep Jameis Winston and and just keep him on the bench because I want to see his face every time they cut from Tom Brady to him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, while Brady's throwing seeds to Mike Evans, That's just right. <laughs> 30 touchdowns. It's going to be like with uh, with Randy Moss. Yeah. Holding, his, holding a clipboard. Uh, there's a great uh, – Bobby shared a video. There's a great video today. It's from the scene, The Town, and they replaced the faces with – of uh, Jeremy Renner and, and uh, Ben Affleck with uh, Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. It's so epic. It's on my Facebook page. It's so great. Uh, but anyway, so Josh, great story. <laughs> come come see me down in Florida. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Josh, I am totally bumming on this lack of sports. It sucks. Um, you know, yeah, dude, this so sucks. This so sucks. I have my fantasy draft, I believe, still on Saturday. We don't know if that's postponed. Uh, for baseball. And yes, Josh, this is our time of year. March Madness, baseball starting, so many sports going on. I have a brand new sports book in my backyard I can't use. Uh, WTF. And yeah, the story. We were, leaving, we were leaving tomorrow for yeah. uh, Seneca Allegheny Casino to watch, oh. uh, watch basketball. Oh my God. It's just, it's terrible. Literally, this is my favorite time of the year. It, it really is. Some people might like the fall and the leaves, and some people like the springtime. I like this time of the year when it's like all wet and dirty and shitty outside. I go, like to go lock myself into a house or a restaurant or something like that and watch like a like 28 games in one day. I love it. Anyway. Although, I'm in fairness, ex- then, yeah. the, falls have been, the falls have been pretty good uh, since about 2004. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean. Yes. Knock on wood. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm still excited for baseball to come out. I'm still really excited for Shohei Otani to be back in full strength. 
That is one good thing about the delay. Uh, so if you don't know who Shohei Otani is, he is this crazy phenom pitcher for the LA Angels who hits home runs as well. Uh, he broke a record two years ago when he started. Uh, first player to pitch three complete games and hit three home runs in one week since Babe Ruth. It's a crazy player. Um, and uh, you know what? These extra weeks or months or whatever it is will give him some more time to rehab so he can get out there and kick some ass. So I'm excited for that. That's the one good silver line because they were going to start him off slow and he wouldn't get those stats and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, just bumming about no baseball, too. That's a big old bummer. Jim, what are, what are your thoughts on baseball? Are you bummed out? Yeah, I'm just uh, I I'm just pretending that the Mets uh, won the World Series this year. <laughs> well, isn't that how the Stanley Cup went to the Bruins? Yeah. yeah. See, I know one thing about sports wow. ball. Wow, Lynette, I'm yeah, impressed. Thank you. I mean, it's I mean, only hockey's... because the dropkick Murphy said it last night. <laughs> <laughs> hockey's not really sports, though, right? <gasps> Ooh, no, even for that. me, that's 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 a little. I love a hockey. I love I love watching the hockey when I can. Yeah. All right. Sure. I mean, sure. It's fun to watch. It's just, I mean, I mean, but so is so is like a three-legged dog. <laughs> I was exactly. I, I was. I had a I had a multiple choice checklist, oh, and that was the that was the cleanest um, nice thing that we like to watch. Nice. Um, that came up. I think it. I think it really landed. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I think you chose wisely. Uh, so Lynette, what is your? Uh, what are we on number? Wait, is it your turn? Yeah. Number, yeah. Well, no, it's yours. It's yours for number two. Well, unless you about... wanted to join, you you just did the sports. I did the sports thing. I was going to talk about sports. Tom Brady. So I just, I'm scared for the future of sports, and uh, I hope Tom's going to be okay against these mean teams down there so i'm just worried for my boy gotcha all right onwards and upwards um other entertainment so um one of the things that i love is i've been following uh shadow and act.com it is a black entertainment website Mm. and so they like to come out with their lists And they're like now that everybody's been quarantined it's time for you to catch up on your web series um, and so they posted um, a list of six web series uh, that you should be watching while stuck in your house. Um, They're all black centric um, and they vary from um, different uh, comedy, drama, reality and um, scripted. So the one that I'm excited to watch is All My Friends Are Married. <laughs> Uh, mm. Basically, it's about a young adult as she keeps getting all of these lovely save the dates for people, and she is loveless. Um, so I will be excited to watch that. And also, Blacker is the next one that I'm super excited about. Um, and uh, it's about a it's a comedy series uh, actually deconstructs racism through interracial dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to read that one. Um, it's about uh, basically. Black female vendor uh, has a brother that's black who's dating a white girl um, and how everything relates to them. Um, And then uh, professional black girl season, which is actually real life. They interview young professionals, uh, young professional black people, uh, women, and how they are um, 
getting what they need and succeeding in life. So uh, I will be watching those. I also started one today called Sad Black Folks, which was interesting. Uh, it nice has title. a good, yeah, right. It's got a good performance. <laughs> I, I figured you would like it. It's about mental health in the black, Ooh. black, uh, black society. Uh, it's got a bit of comedy, but it also goes real dark real quick for five minute episodes. Uh, you're just like, whoa, what the hell? What happened? Kind of knocks you upside the head. Yeah. So I may go back and finish. There's six episodes right now, five minute episodes. So it's, it's, I think my episode. I finished episode three, so I may go back and see how it ends. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Lynette, where where are these available? Like, if they're web episodes, are YouTube. they on YouTube? Okay, excellent. So that's oh yeah, that's the reason why I wanted to be uh, last on the list because it's going to lead into YouTube. YouTube. So oh, my wow. my YouTubing is for y'all to watch sad black folks. A sad black. I'll check it out. That's awesome. Right. I, I I think this is you know this is definitely a trend. Uh, you know. One of my favorite discoveries of last year is Letterkenny, which started mm-hmm. as – it wasn't a web series, but it started on a smaller platform. I forget what the – it was on Cracker or something. So I forget what the platform was. Yeah, because it was like C, C-A-N-N or CAN something, right? Yeah, C- yeah. Uh, Crave. And then, it's Crave. It's a Canadian Crave. network. Crave. That right, was it. Right, right. And then, I, and then there's also other shows that have been picked up by Netflix that got extremely popular after being a web series too. Yeah. Uh, I think this is definitely the way, you know, that's the good thing about the internet is people can be discovered and shows can be discovered and picked up by major networks or streaming networks. And it just, I think it, it adds more variety to our viewing content. And that's why we have this podcast. So we can kind of promote things that we find and stumble upon the internet. It's great. Yeah. Is there anything you guys are watching, Jim and Josh, you guys uh, watching anything that's not on a streaming platform or a series that's on like, the internet or YouTube or anything like that? Nah. Jim, you want to field this one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess not. They're not hip enough for it, for it Ben. You know, if, if, you're, if you're not pouring content directly into my skull, <laughs> I don't have time for you. Are you, wait, you know what? You were pretty slow on that answer. Are you watching Spencer Confidential again? Spencer <laughs> for <laughs> hire. You got me. <laughs> Damn it, turn it off. I heard something back there. <laughs> Actually, um, I have been watching. Uh, there was a there was a a, a a series called The People versus O.J. Simpson on. Uh, yes. It was on FX. Yeah. And that show's fucking epic. And I wish I hadn't missed it the first time around, but man, is it good. It was uh, that is epic AF, dude. And you should go on to watch the Versace one after because that is phenomenal as well. Oh, I plan it. There's. A, there's all sorts of series that I missed, and you know that was one of them. And, and there's a whole bunch of uh, thirty for thirties I got to catch up on. I mean, there's, yeah. well, you know, it's you a know, good time. It's a good time to be a shut in. Yes. Yeah, the the thirty for thirty, the mini ones, those are very good too. I sent Ben yeah. one um, not too long ago about um, Pete Weber. Yeah. Um, what are the, the thirty for thirties? They're like <laughs> oh, these sports stuff. sports things, but they're usually done by um, pretty big name directors. Okay. Um, and so that there's kind of a cinematic quality to all of them. They're like hour long sports docs, but then they do this like mini series that they're all like ten minutes long, and uh, some of those are really good. Hey, the the, the thirty for thirty, um, the OJ Made in America that was like a ten hour documentary yeah, that was dominated for so for good. an Academy Award last year was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. 
I, I just watched the Ric Flair one, too. That was epic. Ah, it was very good. Rick, the Ric Flair one was really good. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, the Pete Weber. I love that guy. Who do you think you are? I'm me. I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's one, one about... Um, ever. <laughs> there's one about one of the catchers that was on the Mets when I was growing up named Mackie Sasser who got the yips. Like they couldn't, couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. Yeah, he couldn't throw the ball back. And so it was about his um, how that ended his career and um, the psychologist that he saw to get through whatever he needed to get through to be able to do that again. It, it was really kind of moving, and it was like 15 minutes long. It was good. Wow. That's crazy. crazy. Is there any of them about Chris Weber? Because I just love Chris Weber. Oh, yeah. The Fab Five. Sure, sure of oh, course. Yeah. There's a Fab Five one, definitely. Okay. Yeah, you got to watch that, Lynette. It's awesome. Uh, anyway, let's go YouTube and kids. I know we talked a Yay. little bit. So, so uh, this is the segment on the show where we go down the rapids of the internet on the YouTubes and we check out what's going on. Uh, Lynette, so that was your pick. Some awesome pick. web series. That was great. Yep. Uh, Josh, what do you got for YouTube in this week? Uh, because I miss March Madness so much, um, there is a treasure trove of old basketball games to be watched. Uh, on there, lots of compilation reels, um, you know, greatest upsets and things like that. Uh, what I just had queued up, um, because something that makes me almost as happy as watching the Syracuse National Championship game uh, uninterrupted is watching uh, Georgetown lose to Florida Gulf Coast in the 2018 NCAA tournament. Which our uh, friend Andy McHugh called. That's right. Um Dunk City. I don't recommend the the Dunk City highlight reel. Uh, I would recommend the FGCU versus Georgetown. They have the entire game on there, and it's I was worth. Watching e- that. Oh, oh my god. god, I watched it with you. It's worth no, every. No, no, that was that was Wilkes Bear. Oh, you're right. No, I had the year wrong. It was 2013, yeah. not 2018. Yeah. So 2013. Yeah, it was Wilkes Bear. We that's where we fought the bear. Like Andy scraped his face on the pool because he fought the bear. He found the Wilkes Bear. <laughs> <laughs> And and not not where he fought the uh, the bartender and the uh, the catman in uh, at the tow bar. <laughs> tow bar, no. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> good pick, good pick. Uh, anyway, that's and, my recommendation. Yeah. Long City awesome. versus Georgetown. Awesome, uh, Jim. What do you got for YouTube in this week? Oh man, I really don't watch YouTube a lot unless I'm going down the um, like cute cat video uh, Sundays. Yes. Which is what I do with my son. We just sit down and watch cute cat videos. But uh, if I'm gonna, if I like to watch music on YouTube, and um, one person I'd suggest you check out is this guitar player named Ben Lacy, um, L A C Y. He's a he's a fat dude with a gray beard, and he plays guitar, and he's amazing. He's probably the most amazing guitar player that I've ever seen. He plays this style where it's it's called groove guitar. And so he plays all the parts of the song um, just himself on guitar. And uh, he does some really complex songs. He's really cool. Whoa, he does Hot for Teacher? Whoa, I'm looking at this guy. Like Thriller, his Thriller, his Sir Duke. Just like really cool um, stuff. And he does not look like a musician that would be cool at all, but he is cool. Um, Because it takes, you got to practice a lot to get really good. And so guitar players that don't look nerdy, always be suspicious of them. Yeah. Because there's something wrong. Anybody who says they're good at something and doesn't look kind of nerdy, question them. 
Yeah. Because it's, it's not right. That's Maybe that's why I don't like Tom Brady. I just don't believe he put the practice in. <laughs> just because he doesn't look like Mark Zuckerberg doesn't mean yeah. he's QB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a broken nose. and Like, if there's a hockey player without a missing tooth, I mean, is he yeah. really he's... a good hockey player? Yeah, get that out there, fair. pretty boy. I mean, the, remember that guy? Who's that guy that just got 90 stitches in his eyelid? That, that guy's a hockey player. He puts the time in. Old-time hockey. <laughs> Eddie Shore. Eddie Shore. <laughs> Selfish hockey. Uh, yes, excellent. Excellent pick. I got to check that guy out. I got him queued up right now. Uh, for my picks, I, I told you guys a couple live streams, and people are live streaming concerts. Lent brought up um, John Legend, so he's live streaming concert and content too. But um, the two videos I want to pick out are uh, SNL has been releasing because they're not doing live shows. They've been releasing these kind of compilations and uh, a day in history, Benny Hanna. It's this. Sketch. Oh, God, dude, it's so good. <laughs> it's it came out just a couple days ago. And I've seen the sketch, of course, but like it's a compilation of all the Benny Hanna sketches. And it's Jonah Hill playing a six year old kid. Uh, yes. Roasts the table. It's so funny. I've watched it over and over again. I forgot how great it is. <laughs> um, that one's really good. And then the ESPN classic compilation, Day in SNL, really funny. It's Jason Sudeikis, and uh, he, <laughs> they're watching like <laughs> curling and stuff. And all of the events are all hosted by feminine hygiene products it's yes, hilarious <laughs> it's so good will forte what's will, will forte's, forte's name in those oh they're great names they're uh yeah. oh twink or something like that or i, I like will twink or something. i don't know uh so great so check those both out i was dying i was on the floor so we're not we're without Saturday Night live which you know is hit or miss these days but the season was kind of going good lynette you were up for mm-hmm. david burr David Byrne had a great sketch called Airport Sushi, where he, he actually was in one of the sketches. Airport Sushi was a great sketch. Right? So good. Um, yeah, and and David Byrne came out and did uh, We're on a Plane to Nowhere. It was epic. It was just awesome. And, you know, so I was like, we're on this upswing, and then, unfortunately, we're going through this, so no more SNL. So I'm glad that they're releasing these compilations on YouTube. It's awesome. Uh, so, guys, on the way out, you guys got anything to plug? Josh, you, what you got going on? Uh, courts in New York are shut down, so I thankfully I still have a job for a while. Uh, but uh, nothing, uh, nothing else. Um, I I'm actually happily spending a lot of time with the uh, with the girls, uh, oh. ho- home home with them. Um, getting to spend a lot more time with them than I normally would. So I'm gonna plug fatherhood right now. It's pretty awesome. That's awesome. You know what? I uh, We're doing a staggered schedule at work, so I got an extra couple days off next week. So I'm going to Massachusetts with the kiddo and spending time with him and the family. So I can't wait. So we're going to have a long weekend awesome. coming. Yeah. Uh, Jim, what do you got going on? Well, schools are shut down, so we're doing schools online. And um, it's actually going okay. But I, I would just plug um, thanking your kids' teachers for uh, – making sure that kids can keep learning when all this stuff is happening because it's sure, it's yes. really difficult to teach stuff online. So I really appreciate my teachers, and you should go and thank your kids' teachers too because they're working really hard right now. Nice. For real. Nice one, Jim. That's awesome. Uh, and Lynette, what do you got going on? I'll be doing some Google Google partying with some friends since I am quarantined for at least the next three to five days. 
Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be trying that app extension and uh, see how it goes to watch Netflix movies and Skype with friends. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, not awesome, but, you know, stay busy. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Will, no, no matter what, Lynette, we can always podcast. No matter quarantine, oh, whatever, right? Yeah. So right. we'll be on the air. So people, uh, we got a lot of hits last week because I think a lot of people are inside right now. So we're going to keep bringing you content. That's the point of the show. I think this show is more important than ever because we're all sitting inside doing what? You better listen to this podcast and figure out what what's what's worth it to watch or read or do. So, uh, folks, that's all our time this week. I'd like to thank our benefactor, Chris Peterson, who couldn't be here this week, but hopefully he'll be on next week. Uh, and uh, thank guys, great podcast. Thank you so much for showing up. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah, baby. All right, and so we will see everyone next week on Desperately Seeking Entertainment.